Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Zach Baggins? Oh, you fucking reversed it on <laughs> Throwing it back, throwing the Uno card at you. It's me. You're Sam. <laughs> Can't take that seriously at all. <laughs> I know, dude. Me either. God, I hate the Frodo Sam scenes. Oh, I know. They're, they're, they're touching on one hand, but they're also like, they're just way more intimate than they need to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they, every single one of them is like extremely intimate. Mm-hmm. Like I can't handle this. By the way, did you know that uh, Elijah Wood was 19 when they filmed the first Lord of the Rings? Okay. So even more in this, I, I learned this the other day. He was basically like borderline alcoholic when he was filming Lord of the Rings. Wait, nope. Wrong no movie. Shit. Wrong movie. Wrong movie. Wrong movie. My bad. Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe was? Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. Oh, He wow. was like drunk in a lot of those scenes. No in the, shit. In the original Harry Potter, yeah. Because it was like really? way too nervous. I mean, he was so young. So He was like 11 when they did the first one. How is that even? It's a thing. What? That's yeah. crazy. He, he admitted to it. And he was like, yeah, when I go back, if I'm watching the movie, I can see the scene where I was under the influence. Wow. Yeah. At the age of 11. Dude. Cray. Wow. Cray. Holy, holy crap. And he's such a down to earth guy now, you know? Mm-hmm. That's like what I, I like. I love seeing, I watch hot ones a lot right now. I'm kind of mm-hmm. on a hot ones kick for that podcast and uh, for that show, I guess. I don't know what you call it. And mm-hmm. I love all the ones where the, the celebrities are just super down to earth. They're like super engaged in the conversation and they're just like so happy. That's my favorite. Cause we're happy people. Happy people, baby. Happy people, baby. Cause I'm happy. Uh, well you and i are extra happy today and i think we're also picking up on this beautiful spiritual energy that we're about to bring forth to the audience more so to ourselves for each other (laughs) yeah baby we vibing so what are we gonna do today man what we gonna do oh we gonna do the do-do-do man we're gonna do to do do to do we're gonna act a <laughs> fool do, 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 do. <laughs> we are all over the fucking place man. we are oh, it it's, it's the <laughs> it's the joy and love of spirit uh, we yeah. are doing a little exchange for each other for everyone to listen to and we're gonna go after we do that exchange we get to share love for each other and also talk about our process and implementing and dealing with readings and how we go about it after the fact so yeah a little, a little bit of woke sauce for everybody a little bit of love yeah, I don't think we've ever read for each other on on air before. We've definitely, obviously, done readings on air. We've done so many readings for each other. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've done so yeah. many readings for each other. Yeah, it's been a long time though since we have. So I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think our last reading was maybe like January or February. Like it was a while ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Last year it was like one a month. If, <laughs> that's okay. One every two weeks. Fine. If you averaged out the whole year, yeah, it would have yeah. been one a month probably. Yeah, but all right. Well, you ready to drop in some readings? Let's hit it, man. Heart Soul Human, y'all ready for us to drop in some readings? Yeah. Oh, man, you can hear them. They're going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do this thing. So, guys, sit back and enjoy. We're going to bring through some spiritual loving. <laughs> for those of you who have gotten a reading from me before, uh, you'll know that the images that the guides use through me are always just wild <laughs> they're just always off the cuff and really crazy so uh as soon as i open neil's records and I'm, I'm reading really from the heart for this one i see neil just like shooting finger guns <laughs> he's just like bang 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 and he blows off the finger guns and then i see him holster them and the camera kind of turns from facing him and kind of swings around to the back of his body and it shows him walking down the street and it's almost like that scene from spider-man 
where uh, he's like walking down the street and he's like winking at all the girls and stuff like that. And, the, and like everyone on the street is like super enamored by him. Um, let's see, uh, super enamored and just kind of uh, in awe. And there's this, the word enigma keeps coming up. Uh, enigmatic, mysterious, but trust trustworthy, mysterious, but trustable, which is an energy that I think lives at the core of you in this lifetime. Something that is that you demonstrate, but I don't think lean into consciously. Uh, there's some level of you that is on some level mysterious. Uh, there's some level of you and this, this part, this comes in part from the fact that, I mean, you do share quite a bit about yourself, but there's always like this feeling that something is held close to the chest. Like there's always a card held close to the chest and it's not that you're doing it out of spite. You're not doing it because you don't feel safe. There's just some part of you that is only for you. And that is really attractive and really enigmatic. Um, and let's see. Let's see how this how this works. You know, it's it's interesting. I've never read for somebody so publicly. So you know, there's always like that that hesitation of like, okay, what you know, what do I want to share, um, or what is okay to share? You have full permission for any and everything. All right, no worries. Okay, so this this uh, I'm gonna make up a word right now because uh, call me Webster. This enigmaticity <laughs> of of uh, this mysteriousness or um, this aloofness is incredibly attractive in many ways. It's attractive in one sense, obviously, to women. Um, because it demonstrates boundaries and it demonstrates strength and decisiveness. This sense of... I've gone deep enough to know who I am, especially at a functional level. And I know what it is that I want to, and what it is that I don't want to share with people. What is just for me um, or those that I selectively choose to share it with. And there is this feminine quality in all of us that seeks to un unfold or unravel that which is hidden or that which is kept from us or that which is uh, almost agreed upon, right? So we can think of the masculine and obviously, Neil, you know this, but this is for everybody else. The masculine is a container. It sets decisiveness and uh, not necessarily rules, uh, but yeah, it kind of sets like rules of engagement or um, containers through which things are experienced. Um, and <laughs> the feminine is free-flowing energy. It is all that exists in manifestation, and it seeks to disrupt and dismember these boundaries, these uh, circles. And the image they're showing me in my mind is building like a sandcastle on the beach and how the ocean doesn't give a fuck how much time you spent building that sandcastle, how much effort you put into it, or what it means to you. Uh, it's, it's just going to keep flowing. And so there is this natural feminine quality that is attracted to the sandcastle that exists in your heart. Right. And that sandcastle is like your kingdom. You can think of it that way. It's your kingdom inside of you. It is uh, a piece of your soul really that exists within your heart. And they're showing me a literal castle, 
inside of the walls of your heart. Um, and within it is this glowing orb of light. Uh, and this glowing orb of light exists within this antechamber deep within the walls of the castle. And it's even deeper into the walls of the castle than the throne room is. And in the throne room sits you adorned in the garb of royalty. You have the, the crushed felt cape with the, you know, the rubies and the sapphires and, you know, rare gemstones that don't exist uh, on this plane all, all throughout it and a crown and everything. And you're a just king and you treat everyone well, you respect everybody. You know, you have a squire there who's like waiting on you hand and foot and, you know, like a, ner- like a nervous guy, like a nervous old kid. And uh, you're asking about his family, you know, like, how's your mother? Is she still sick? Like, is there anything I can do to help her? And like, you're a just and fair king. And like, he looks so surprised that the king would ever, <laughs> would ever know that about him or know who he is or anything like that. Um, and this kind of just goes to demonstrate how how great of a man you are, uh, even at the level of personality, but to demonstrate that even deeper than that, deeper into this antechamber exists even more capacity, even more love, even more, even more of God, I guess would be one way to put it. And they're inviting you to let more of that through. So we're actually going to do a little bit of an exercise right now. Um, it's going to be nothing fancy, but it will be assisted by the guides. So I want you to just breathe into your heart and imagine that your heart is this white marble covered in gold filigree. And as you breathe in to your heart, you're breathing in this beautiful gold and silver light flecked with sparkles of pure spiritual energy. And at the top of this heart is a little cross. It almost kind of looks like, I keep hearing the word coronation, but I guess it's technically the crown of your heart. It looks like a ceremonial piece that a bishop would use. Just continue to breathe in and fill your heart up with this energy. And you could imagine that this marble heart is almost like a flask. And as you breathe in, feel the pressure building up inside of your heart. And the guides are actually inviting everybody who is listening to this reading to participate. Feel simultaneously the pressure in this marble flask building up, but at the same time, the pressure and the distension of the muscle of your true physical heart. And as you exhale, see the walls of this marble heart opening and a floodlight spilling out, a light of such radiant gold that it's blinding, but it's not blinding to the physical eyes. And it's not painful to the physical eyes. It's blinding and painful to all which is untrue. All which is impure. All which exists outside of love 
and outside of truth. You know, so often we say not to take God's name in vain, but really we should be more concerned about taking truth's name in vain. And allow this floodlight to wash out the impurities, to bring light to all things out of alignment to truth, everything in your room, everything in your heart and soul, everything in your life, all of your relationships, all of your actions, past, present, or future. See the innocence of the choices that you made as a child and an adolescent a young man or woman. See how hard you were trying with what you were given. And feel now how true and how grateful you are for your life and who you are. And know that you could not have done any better had you tried that you've always been right where you needed to be in the perfect place, in the perfect order, receiving and giving gifts in the perfect amounts for your growth. And now feel the base of your heart as you breathe in the apex of your heart that exists near the tip of your sternum. Breathe this love, this energy down into the base of your heart. As you inhale, feel your heart swell. And as you exhale, bring this energy deeper into the root of your heart. And on this next exhale, I want you to imagine that your heart sends out roots down, down, down through your abdomen, out the base of your spine, into the earth. As you exhale, you continue to drive these roots deeper and yet effortlessly into the earth. The earth wants to receive you. And these roots wrap around the very core of the earth. And all the tension gets pulled into this rope and pulls you by the heart deeper into the earth. Anchors this love through your body into the earth. It's important for us to remember that our very bodies are extensions of Gaia, are extensions of the earth. And therefore, our emotions are earth's emotions. We so often reject the human animal as we exist and try to transcend. There's so much talk of ascension and transcendence of the human ego and of its desires, of its pains, and of its ailments. But in fact, to reject the body is to reject God. I can tell that it's Neil's guide saying this. (laughs) Uh, They love that. To reject the body is to reject God. And it's also to reject God in the form of earth. 
your body is of earth. All the pains in your joints and your muscles, your indigestion, your heartburn, your heartache. All of these are pains of the earth. And we, as conscious beings, as souls, get to alleviate some of the pain of the earth by experiencing it. So in the way that earth has gifted you with this experience and gifted you with this body and gifted you with this physical life, so too do you get to gift earth through your conscious and loving awareness. And when we root our heart into the ground, we pay homage to the great mother, Pachamama. And we blend our spiritual soul essence with that of earth more fully in a loving relationship, the oldest tale of love, that between spirit and matter. As you inhale into your heart again, feel the difference. Feel the depth and the new capacity for energy and for experience. And as you breathe in, breathe in the very energy of your soul. And as you breathe out, press this consciousness through the cells and atoms of your body. Feel your body become full of consciousness. Full of loving awareness to the very cells of your being. From your heart all the way to the tips of your fingernails, radiating Consciousness and love. Consciousness and love. Consciousness and love. In the greatest interplay the universe has ever known. And feel your reason for being. You are worthy of everything that you can imagine. There is nothing, no idea, no phenomenon that could grace your awareness without your worthiness and attendance to it. If you were not worthy of being, truly not worthy of being, then there would be no way that you could be, and yet, here you are, radiating consciousness and love, consciousness and love, consciousness and love from the root of your heart through the tips of your fingers. 
And in so you have blessed the world. And we thank you for your attendance. You may return to this place as freely and as often as you choose. We will be waiting. So I think part of the lesson here is to allow every movement, every action, every word, every conversation to be an action, an expression of love and consciousness, <laughs> if we couldn't tell. But to understand that our field is a place of action, our aura is a place of action. And even without our intention, our aura impacts everything around us. We talk a lot about the field, about the aura and spirituality, but we don't always pay homage to the body. Understanding that the body is in of itself a receiver for consciousness and energy and a transmission, a transmitter of consciousness and energy. Whenever you would like, you may breathe in the loving energy of your aura and anchor it into the cells of your body and allow your physical essence to become an expression of that which you are. And it will come to the point where the slightest twitch of a finger, the movement of your arm, raising of your eyebrow, or a quirk of a smile on your lips can light up somebody's heart and change somebody's life. The way that you touch your lover, the way that you smile at a child, the way that you greet a dog, or even the way that you honk at somebody on the freeway, all of these things can be imbued deeply with love. And these very actions will change people at levels more profound than you could ever understand. You could toil away for 10, 15, 20 years trying to build an empire of something that would serve the world as you would see fit. And the truth of the matter is that you could simply smile with this energy at somebody and change the world in a more deep and profound way. This is the lesson of embodiment. Your body is an expression of the earth. Earth is a divine expression of God. Your soul is the core essence of who you are. And your soul is a direct expression of God. Allow them to marry one, each other, one another in a blessing of consciousness and love. Consciousness and love. Consciousness and love. And be blessed in return. Thank you. All right, brother man. So what is coming through for Zachville Baggins? Your energy is so fucking masculine right now. As soon as you shifted, <laughs> it was just like you just started pressing consciousness like a motherfucker. I'm like, I'm like intentionally like right in you too to receive whatever it is that's coming through. This deep, deep, deep empowerment, man. This is a message of deep love, deep heart, and a deep sense of power that comes through that. Everything that's going on in your life right now is to elicit this and bring this forth and allow you to 
not only see it, not only understand it, but to deeply feel it. And that's going to be in these interactions. They're showing me the times when you have this feedback from, um, you know, where it is that you're at for your rotations, when you have feedback from professors, when you have feedback from the person you meet at the store, the smile that you receive from them, the sudden moment of warmth and love that you feel when you just see or acknowledge someone. That is not only the love of source, that is not only your love of them, but it's also the love that you are eliciting from them, bringing out into them that they wouldn't have otherwise in that day, in that moment. And this is all for allowing you to really see that it needs to be, it wants to be palpable. It wants to be felt. It wants to be deeply, deeply experienced. And the way that you've been working in your embodiment work, this is transitioning for you into the deep, deep spirituality that we've been talking about, that you've been sharing. The way you're learning, you're, the way you're experiencing spirit through these moments, through your day, through all of this, just the same way you are working on your masculine embodiment, you are experiencing now this spiritual embodiment in a whole nother way than we, you have over the past year. And <laughs> this is awesome. Each of these moments, not only is it the experience of spiritual embodiment, but it's the experience of your true self. There are little moments with the deepest, greatest parts of yourself that you haven't experienced in life before. So in these moments where you're feeling this immense love of source, this immense love of this other person in front of you, you are also feeling this level of immense love that you hold that hasn't quite come to surface yet in these ways. This is a very, very, very powerful heart are the specific words that are coming through for you. The power of your heart, the ability for it to really impact people's lives and create immense amounts of change through a very brief, impactful moment. This is, they're showing me you in your work, you with a patient, you get a few minutes with them. Those few minutes create a lifetime of change of awareness, of love that they wouldn't have been able to receive otherwise. It's the power of your heart, of your intention, and the love that you hold for humanity. It makes me want to cry. I can feel just the pure love of this. And it's coming back into you of like these moments when you can begin to see that and acknowledge what's happening in that moment with somebody else, the same way you've learned to open up your consciousness to experience the world around you, the people around you, that is meant to also be that, again, reflection of yourself, of this ability that you hold, of this immense love that you hold, of this immense source that you express. That's you. And they want you to see and understand as well as that this is just the beginning. This is one of the things that we've talked about for a while now of we don't quite understand the capacity of what our gifts will become of what we do with the world and how we express that. 
this is just the very, very tip of the iceberg and the level of which you get to create impact in people's lives, be it something that you don't even perceive as spiritual is the deepest, deepest gift of spirit. It's the deepest, deepest gift of yourself. And there are things that you just can't perceive or even fathom to imagine right now because our own levels of consciousness just aren't there. We can't understand that. We can't imagine it. It's beyond our wildest beliefs. It's beyond your wildest dreams. It's everything you had desired as a child and more. They're showing me all those stories that you read, all that magic that you experienced that you just wished you could do, that you wanted to be a part of the story and living in it. <laughs> Your guides are coming through and they're saying, hey, guess what? You are living in it now. Those same moments where these characters just made immense magic, unintentionally or intentionally, that's what you get to do. And that is spirit working through you as well as you working hand in hand with spirit as you, just as you, just as Zach. And that's absolutely freaking perfect. That's their words right there. Absolutely freaking perfect. You as you doesn't have to be anything more. You get to simply just be yourself authentically without trying. And the world receives so much love from it. They're just showing me a picture of your heart. And it is, I think we've actually, this came through in old readings a while back, but the magnitude that is your heart, it's just this cosmic black hole, except instead of sucking in energy, it's just shooting it out to the world. And it's this, it's this infinite source. And it's like the ways that you've learned to be that black hole and draw in and receive energy through this whole first part of your life, right? This is you in that egoic self. All those people that have given you that love, it's still held. And this connection that you hold to all these people, like all of that is coming in through that old black hole that is now in the opposite direction and just sharing this love to the world. But it's been, quote unquote, zackified. You, you've zacked it up and it's worked through and transmuted through your energy and your heart. And it's just this infinite, keep saying life-changing, life-changing love. Is there anything else? No, yeah. So that's, that's the message for you today, brother. It is the immense amount of zackified love. Yo. Bro. Bro. <laughs> Back. Yo, bro. <laughs> Yo, bro. Yeah, that was absolutely beautiful. Like, I know I've been gushing to you for the last 10 minutes, but like the experience of love received from you, from your reading to me, and then received from you in this energy of the reading for you has just been like immense. Dare I, I say it, man. This might be uh this might be taboo, but I feel a little woke wasted right now. Oh, I do too. I'm all like woke wasted, gushy and yeah. like mushy and yeah. Yeah, I feel like um 
like if you put a bunch of gushers in a bag and then you like left them in the sun for a little too long and they all like melted together and they're like, we are one made. We are the unified <laughs> mega gusher. <laughs> but of love. We are but the of gushers love. of love. The gushers of love. <laughs> Call this episode the gushers of love. <laughs> uh, it's like they say like Care Bears, but you know. Yeah, Care Bears. Care Bears freak me out, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I, I have actually never said that before. And you said that right now. I just saw the image of it. And it's just like, I saw evil, twisted Care Bear, but then also at the same time, like just shooting out love. And it was a dichotomy. And I was like, whoa. What the fuck? Yeah. So you just gave me a whole reading about doing Care Bear stares on people, essentially. <laughs> Basically. Except yours isn't twisted. <laughs> this is like a haunted Care Bear, but then somehow shooting out love. Weird. <laughs> Anyways, caravers aside, man, that was that was some goodness. So, how are you feeling after that? What are you sitting with? I mean, I'm just sitting in hard energy, man. Like my brain feels like goop. Like not the <laughs> not the Gwyneth Paltrow podcast, but like it feels like yeah. like just mush, man. Um, I can't even really put together intelligible sentences, but I'm just really grateful, uh, and I feel that I feel really moved by that reading. Uh, and I, I agree with what they said about kind of these things being organized in my life to show me the, the impact that I guess my, my inner work and my embodiment work has had on, uh, the world, I guess, or on Mm -hmm. the people around me. Um, it's one of those things that's hard to accept, right? Like, how do you accept (laughs) You know, this most grandiose statement possible. Exactly. You know, it's, it's hard to accept. I mean, it's hard enough for people to accept compliments without being like false, humble or overly egoic. Right. So, I mean, how do you, it's like kind of like the up, the most upper echelon version of like, how do you receive a compliment? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm grateful. Um, and what I will say is that I, I certainly have had moments, like I was telling you, of like for I think the one that I was telling you about was just like locking eyes with like a little old lady or something like that just like seeing a little old lady uh on like walk, doing her walk at the end of the day or like in clinic and just lighting up with a smile for this like little old lady and just watching her blossom and feel like remembered you know I think like as we get older we've can feel like we're forgotten. Like the world is forgotten about us because we're no longer radiant and youthful. And just like seeing like it's one example of that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, you know, if we even taking it out of that spiritual, spiritual lens, um, God, how, like, how important is that to be able just to give love and that's love to someone in a moment, be it just a smile or acknowledgement and how much we know that the world is needing that right now. God. Yeah. So side note, we, I just paused to tell you this, but I had to share it with the audience. I was on 100% battery on my MacBook before we started this episode, and I'm now at 10%. The level of energy flow just like shot. Just pressing through. Yeah, man. Yeah. I remember and I have moments. a good battery. This never happens. <laughs> so <laughs> I swear this never happens. Yeah. <laughs> this never yeah. happens so quickly. Dude, I mean, there's times like when I'm on like a call with someone, all of a sudden like it with, with like our buddy Colin. And I think mm-hmm. it's happened with you a few times too, where it's like, I have like 4% battery and they'll just make that last. Like we're on the phone for about an hour and a half. 
and they're just making yeah. it last to get through the conversation. There's times when we're not supposed to talk and I'm at like 50% battery and then my phone just dead shuts off and everything's normal. Like my phone just is a normal phone. It lasts, it works. I can make it through the whole day with the charge. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is some crazy woke sauceness. Yeah. I was listening to a, I was on like a call for like a Paul Selig channeling uh, yesterday for like the launch of his book. Maybe it was yesterday, maybe two days ago. But he started channeling, and as soon as he started channeling, the internet connection started getting fuzzy, and you know there was glitches and stuff like that. It's just classic, you know, our technology just hasn't can't keep quite up caught it. up with <laughs> yeah with the level of there actually be times in clinic where I'll be uh, with a patient and I'll actually be in there with my preceptor so I can have a little extra space to practice, you know, to like be mm. to be as consciousness, and I'll take a second and be like, oh wait. Like I'm not being very conscious right now and I'll just anchor as awareness and then the light will like flicker, flicker. off and on for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I the feel like that's happened. Tap I've seen that happen with us on like on Zoom a few times, I feel like mm-hmm. too. So oh, there have been times where like the whole room will get dark. Oh, this was, there was one like a month ago where I think you were channeling and then the room was just changing colors. Like your blue wall was turning to purple and then you finished the channeling and it just turned back to blue. That's crazy. Yeah, and I remember true. there was a time last year where you were channeling for me and uh, they were saying something, they were trying to impart something very important to me and the whole room started rippling, like as if it had heat waves coming off of it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? What are you guys doing? And they're like, we just really need to make sure that you get this message. <laughs> so That's the whole cool. room was like, when there was like heat lines coming off of everything and the whole room felt like it was like expanding and contracting. Yeah. Um, that was crazy. I used to think I had to, I wanted to tell you this and I forgot I was doing Qigong one morning, uh, Qigong like three weeks ago and I went into this pose and then I just saw like the heat radiating from my hand and it was almost like, like heat waves you would imagine off of like a stove, but it was coming from my hand. It lasted a few seconds. I saw it, I got excited and then it stopped because I dropped out of the flow. Dude, but, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. I'll be holding the final pose in like a chi generator where I'll be hands above the hands above the crown mm-hmm. and like squatting into my legs with my spine straight. And I'll just feel like consciousness pressing out of my body and like filling the room and like the room feels thick and really dense, just full of awareness. It's so weird. It's such a strange, <laughs> it's such a yeah. strange moment. Yeah. You know, I feel like this ties me back to the reading for you of like these moments that are here to show us something really impactfully. And I feel like, you know, we're having these physical moments. You're going to have your moments, but I feel like there's a collective experience here too. Like there are some key moments for people coming up over this next month month, where you're going to really see your freaking self in the best way possible. Maybe a little triggering because we're not used to that, but there just, it feels like just such powerful, a powerful moment just to see yourself right this is like the same energy of like that power of the heart the power of this acknowledgement of this immense amount of love and it's just like spirit holding that mirror back for you and the thing is it only takes one moment to change actually they were mm-hmm. talking about this in in the reading uh it, i say this to people all the time it takes a single moment and everything is different uh you will have a moment where you see yourself where you have a realization seeing like shit shifting around Uh, you have like a realization and in a moment, your consciousness has changed and your entire field 
is changed and everything in your life from that point forward until that has kind of settled in and integrated is merely you being the witness to your reality shifting to match that shift in consciousness where it's like your field changes in a second when you have a very brief awareness. And this is the usefulness of peak experiences. It's not to get hung up on them. It's to allow them to integrate and to change us in fundamental ways. So we'll have this shift in our consciousness, this shift in the field, and then that will permeate into our conscious mind, into our behaviors and into the things that call into our lives or leave our lives. Yeah. Glad you said that exactly the way you did too. Cause one of the things I wanted to take this into was the integration of a reading, but I think that message is the perfect understanding of what actually goes on in a reading. And, you know, one of the things I tell people is like, you know, there's only, there's so much that we're giving you and they're speaking through to you and they're sharing with you. So you can have this mental awareness and that can put you at peace and help you to create some shifts. But we could just be quiet this whole time together and you could receive everything you needed to and it'll integrate through you and you get to, it'll shift through you as you move through the rest of your days and, you know, all the time after the reading. That's the magic sauce. You're going to love this image that they just gave me about that. It's like, it's your guides are driving in the front seat and it's like Mm -hmm. your two spiritual guides and they're all like in their light bodies, but they're dressed like super suburban Caucasian parents. Like it's just like a dad and like a fucking like burnt orange polo and the mom's got like the the bob haircut the little fucking glasses and the beads on and she's like knitting in the front seat and they're like you know all disguised and then you're like a kid in the back seat and they turn around they hand you like a block or like some toys or whatever you're sitting there playing with action figures and then they just they just start driving really fast and uh you're like playing with these toys, but the toys don't fucking matter at all. It's like the words, like the words don't matter at all. And then you look up and you're like in a different state and you're like, what the fuck? I've been playing my Wolverine toy this whole time. And that's what they're saying is kind of happening. It's like, we're like, the energy is driving you forward and we've given you something for your, your brain to chew on. Mm -hmm. Um, Or in another way of thinking of is you're just fucking playing with blocks in the backseat while we drive you. (laughs) Essentially. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like everything yeah. like we have this sense of like everything that we think about having this incredible level of importance, but like really we're just kind of wasting time as we move forward in a way that's going to happen anyway. Yeah, it's it's the spiritual behind the human, yeah. right? Like these things are just going to happen, so you don't have to worry about it as much. But here are some things to woke focus on for yourself and keep to focus on to focus <laughs> to focus to focus focus. It's the wokest focus focus, bro. It's almost Paul. It's almost Paul. It's almost fall. It's almost Paul o'clock. <laughs> it's almost Paul. It's We're almost Paul selling. We're fucking falling apart. That's what's happening. Uh, yeah. But I actually have one more quick story on a similar note to what you were saying. Um, I heard this story from a cousin of mine and she was telling me how when she was a kid, they'd always wake up super early to go on whatever trip they're going. So like mom and dad would wake them up. Okay. It's 6am. It's time to go. It's really early. It's time to go. When they'd actually wake them up at like two in the morning. So they would just be quiet the entire trip and be dead asleep and just tell them it's 6am. And it's just like spirits, like, all right, we're going to get there. You can just chill out and sleep the whole time. Like don't even trip. We're getting there no matter what. And you may think there's all this and this going on, but like, you're just in the car and we're driving you chilling. (laughs) Mm -hmm. See you there. (laughs) Guy, but yeah, your before you know it was shook uh, as an adult being like, 
it's like waking up and being like, oh my God, did I miss my alarm? It's kind of like the sun is coming up, but like 6 a.m. is always pitch black. Yeah. <laughs> being like, wait a fucking second. <laughs> but how genius is that too? On a practical note, I'm like, oh, I'm doing that with my kids. I I'm would cool if I can fucking wake just up at 2 a.m. I don't have that capacity inside of me. Yeah, that's true. Doctor, you you need that sleep. <laughs> I'm a I'm a baby about sleep. Yeah, I'm the same way. I if like if I get anything less than about a good seven and a half, I'm not functional. I'm, we are fucking bougie prima donnas. <laughs> yeah, this is the one thing that scares me about childhood. Like all the other stuff I know I can handle, but like the lack of sleep, I'm just like, oh shit. Like I don't know how I'm gonna survive that. <laughs> it's just one of those moments where you look up to to the heavens and you go, I hate puppy. You know, actually, though, I've learned how to operate on like 10% battery this past year. You and your laptop. <laughs> both, <my> man. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we figured it out. So thank you, laptop. <laughs> thank you, spirit. And thank you. Thank you, Neil Boswagons, for for your reading today and for your heart and for your willingness to continue to show up and for all the things that you've done for me in this friendship and everything, man. I'm really appreciative of you. Thank you. I love yeah. you. Love you too, brother. Would not have made it through this without you and your love and your friendship and your spirituality and your knowing and all things, Zach. I'd probably just be curled up in the corner in the middle of my Saturn return still, even though it's like three years later. Same, bro. I wouldn't have made it without me either. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't have made it without you. Homie. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. You changed my life, man. I remember when we met and you sent me a voice message for the first time on Instagram. And I was used to just like texting people. Oh, yeah. You sent me, and I remember I would record voice messages for you and I would delete them one after another because I was like, oh no, I don't sound confident enough. Like <laughs> all of this shit. <laughs> and just to see like how far things have come and uh, how much you like nurtured me in like the early stages of our friendship. I was really appreciative, you know. Thank you, homie. Look at us. Look at look at us now. It's fucking shooting from the hip. No clue what's going on yep. <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> I just got caffeine dripping out of my fucking eyeballs. <laughs> oh, yeah. As you just like flooded me with immense amounts of Zach Hart too. Yeah. Like I was all gushy and mushy and like all I could do is just like move around and sway, like drop into my feminine. <laughs> it's all in the hips. Dude, you're going to hate this, good. but when I said caffeine dropping out of my eyeballs, I imagine like I've been putting cream in my coffee and I imagine like shooting like beams out of my eyes. And I was like, yeah, dude, cream beams. And then I was like, oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like that at all. Oh yeah. Yeah. On that note of cream let me, beams. Let me melt you into your feminine <laughs> with my fucking cream beams. Oh, I wonder if anyone's listening anymore at this point. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah. Well, on that note of immense loving cream beams. <laughs> you got anything left for the audience? Man, I stopped tools. having shit left for the audience as soon as I said the records are now closed, amen. And you know that for a fact. I, Yeah, I know. That's why this has just been a giant rant. So on that note, uh, we love you. Goodbye. <laughs>